Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet. Well, we're more than halfway through 2020. <laughs> sure wasn't what we were all expecting back at the end of the year, 2019, talking about, hey, 2020 is going to be amazing. It's going to be great. It's going to be unforgettable. It is truly unforgettable. Holy moly. One of the things that I have been using so much as we've moved through this year, Brene Brown has a mantra where she says, clear is kind. I have lived by that this year because what I see right now that's happening is there's not a lot that's clear. And we think we're being kind by not talking about it, but it's always, there's a conversation underneath. And I don't know about you, but I'm not very aware of those conversations underneath. So clear is kind. When it's not clear with what's okay and what's not okay, it's actually not kind. And I understand it's hard and it takes so much courage to be clear and to state it. But when you look in the U.S. right now in the middle of COVID, we've got social injustice going on, systemic racism, you know, an economy that's faltering. We haven't been clear. We're not clear with what's okay, what's not okay. And hence, here we are in July of 2020 in the middle of a shit show. So clear is kind. Be clear have those hard conversations, be willing to speak up and say, here's what I'm okay with. And here's what I'm not okay with. It's so important right now. And if we aren't clear, I don't know, (laughs) it's going to make it harder. So if you're leading a team, if you're leading a company, if you're leading a family, clear is kind. And it is hard to know and to speak to what is clear. The other thing is, is that once you can see you can no longer unsee. And that becomes really important. You know, I mean, shoot, I didn't know what social distancing was until a few months ago, right? Or four months ago, however long it was social distancing. That was a concept, but now I understand social distancing. And it's so interesting how my brain is constantly evaluating. Is that far enough? Is that not right? Back in March, my kids would make fun of me because I had a hard time saying coronavirus. I would always just mangle it. And so I started calling it COVID. Well, now I know how to say that. So once you can see things, it's hard to unsee, but we can't see if we're not addressing it and if we're not clear and we're not very specific. And for those of us who struggle with the whole, I'm not enough and I'm too much, being clear can be perceived as being too much, being direct, being fierce. I invite you all, be direct, be fierce, speak your mind. And I do also know that it takes energy to be clear. <laughs> I've, I've had to use a lot of brain juice, a lot of emotional energy. All right. So enough about that, but clear is kind. I use that mantra. I stand in it and I think about it as I'm writing emails, as I'm leading through this period of time as clear as kind. Are we being clear? For instance, I'm in the middle of writing an email and somebody had done an edit and said safe habits. I'm like, well, what do safe habits mean? 
right? That is not clear. Let's be really clear and specific. Clear is kind. Okay. So today I'm going to talk about the squatters and evicting the squatters in your brain. When you spend that night and you're tossing and churning and you're having these conversations with someone in your brain and you're arguing with them, when you wake up, you just have all this frustration inside of you upon your rising. You're just so frustrated and you had a rough night of sleep. It's because you've been arguing with the squatter in your brain. Somebody said something, or these are the conversations that have gone on and they're continuing, even though this person is gone, they are not physically in your space. They are squatting in your brain. They are arriving in your brain uninvited and they're there. They're taking up the space. And it's really important that we evict them because (laughs) otherwise it's not good nights of sleep. You're not waking up really well. And it can be this frustration that happens. Another example could be, okay, it's broad daylight. And this is with your friends on social media, like Facebook or Instagram. And you continue to think about these friends who you're not online with. And you carry them around within your brain. Raise your hand right now if this is happening in your life, because it's sure happening in my life. I sit here and I get so upset with somebody and it's just in my brain and I've allowed them to become a squatter in my brain. And you think about them and you get frustrated, right? How much energy are we using with the squatters in our brain? And you're in disbelief. So we need to stop with these squatters because they're taking up precious brain space and they're occupying our space in our brain and we never invited them nor are they paying rent. So my friend, it's time to evict them. Another example, and this all goes back to clear as kind, I'm giving you these kind of specific examples so then you can see that invisible structure that's happening within you, right? These squatters in your brain. Oftentimes with my clients, there's a family of origin. There's a family member that said something or, you know, a rule or a way that you were being And I have this one client, you know, whose mom would say, you are the oops baby, the oops baby, right? And she's stuck with this story and it's a squatter in her brain. And instead of saying, okay, that may be my mom's story, but that's not my story, right? And letting her mom's story out of her brain. So we can have family of origin, the people who are supposed to love us and care for us, They can be squatters in our brain. They're in there, they're uninvited, and it's really painful and it's very costly to us. It could be a boss. Can't tell you how many of my clients who will say, but Corinne, back when I was in this position, this is what my boss said to me. Again, a squatter in your brain. They're no longer in your life, but you've been carrying them and letting them live rent-free in your brain. And that's such an important image because when you can see it, you can no longer unsee it. And when you can see it, you can change it. So these squatters take up energy, brain juice. We can feel defeated because we attach comments that they've made and it can bring us down or we can spend time arguing with them like I've been in my brain with my social media friends of what they're doing, what they're not doing. Why can't they see? And it just takes up precious 
brain space. We've got to evict these squatters. And remember, we hold on to the voices of those whose opinion does not matter. We spend precious brain juice on people who are probably not our friends, who aren't safe to share our inner stories with. And we attach so much of ourselves to what they are saying. So instead, it's time to give them the boot from our brain. Evict the squatters and stop letting our precious energy and resources from our brain be used. And remember, these squatters can be old relatives whose opinion you replay over and over in your brain. They can be friends in your life who maybe you don't disagree with people that you know. It could be social media. It could be people that you may have never met who you let occupy a great deal of time in your brain. And this takes up so much energy. And these squatters are living in your brain for free. There's not an exchange between you and the other person. They are a drain and it's costly. When you notice a squatter in your brain, the first thing to do that's so important is check in with yourself. What do you believe? What is your voice? And remember, we aren't supposed to go it alone. And if we do believe we're supposed to go it alone, that, my friend, is when we start walking in dangerous territory. We are hardwired for connection. It's so important to have a team, a support team, people to be with. So we're not supposed to go it alone, but we just don't want it to be with the squatters that we go with, right? Because we're evicting the squatters and no one gets to live in our brains for free. No one. So you were going to have this white space. And while we all crave downtime and white space, I also know it can trigger a shitstorm because there's space. And one of the things is that it's a new muscle that you're going to be developing. And the other thing that's really important is white space. While you're not stressed and, you know, agonizing over what somebody said and didn't say, feeling joy is actually a really vulnerable feeling. And Brene Brown talks about this in her research is that joy is the most vulnerable feeling we have. And one of the concepts that I work with my clients is foreboding joy. It's like, that's armor that we put out there of, oh, well, this happened, but when's the other shoe going to drop, right? So we have to become deliberate of learning how to practice feeling joy and realizing we can feel joy. And yeah, there's going to be problems. There's going to be obstacles. It's not like you finally arrive to this joy and are forever there. That's not what we're talking about. You're going to have joy. You're going to have sadness. You're going to have anger. You're going to have frustration. You're going to have joy. You're going to have calm. You're going to have confidence. You're going to have all these feelings. But joy can be really scary. So then we go back to this reaction of, I need to go back to the squatters because at least I understand this shit show. Don't bring me into this thing over here where I might lose it and then get disappointed. So when you evict the squatters, just as if you would, if you were a property owner, you wouldn't want that rental space to be vacant because squatters will come back again. As a property owner, you would want to rent out the space with desirable tenants. And that's really important. So part of the strategy of evicting squatters is making sure that that space gets filled. 
And I think that is probably the next best step over going straight into white space because that's so contrary. It's like, oh, I have all these squatters of filling my brain to, oh my gosh, I have white space. And now I've got to, you know, be really, really disciplined and managing my brain and becoming comfortable with joy and becoming comfortable with white space. So the intermediary, my friend, is fill that space with desirable tenants. So here's what I invite you to do. Come up with a list of people who you want to rent space in your brain. Who are the people you want to think about in your brain? You want to have conversations with, you want to hear their messages over and over, right? Maybe you're a huge Yoda fan and you're like, I'm going to have this conversation with Yoda. You rock on. Like who are the people that you want to have a conversation with? I can't tell you how often my clients are like, great, you're in my brain. I can hear what you're saying in my brain, right? I'm renting space in my client's brain. Who are the people that you want to have in your brain? Give them that space. Check in with them. Who are your advisors that you want to put in there versus the squatters? So come up with this list. It's so great when you can come up with this list, not when you need it and your back's up against the wall, but when you have it ahead of time, right? That way, when you don't have time, you can just go, oh, here are the people. The idea of this is it's deciding ahead of time is a concept that I've talked about, but we can do this with, you know, when, you know, here are the people that I've talked about, like when I had coffee dates with my girlfriend on Friday mornings, we just knew it was done. We didn't waste any brain juice. It was done ahead of time. Right. Or if you know, these are the three different things that I eat for breakfast. Then when you go up in the morning, you don't spend a whole lot of brain juice. It's like, what are the, one of the three things versus what's overwhelming is when you don't have a list to pull from right? I know which grocery stores I shop from and it's not all the grocery stores in my community. And it's actually during this time gotten very, very reduced. So get your list of who do you want? Who are the renters that you potentially want and put them in your brain, right? These are the people. This is so important because the squatters are always going to be trying to come back in and you get to either fill your brain with people, with the voices that you want to be deliberate about, or you're going to create space for the squatters to come back in. And once you have that space filled, it makes it harder to come back. Now I had mentioned, you know, who are the people that you want to have? And if it's Yoda, if it's Spock, you know, Gloria Steinem, like you could have those people that maybe these are people you'll never met and you can channel these conversations with them. And then they can also be people in your real life who you engage with, who you've had hard conversations with, who knew all of you. So you're going to have one of my friends, she calls it, who are your board of directors? Who are the people that are your board of directors and putting that in your brain. But this becomes a really important concept in filling your brain with people. And it can be with characters who are going to help you rise up and lead your life versus those voices who are the squatters who are you're allowing to get in there and you know tear at you and spend so much energy and your own resources arguing with so when you evict the squatters you're going to have your list of people who you want to rent these may be people you know And these may be people you don't know. 
Now let's talk about the people you do know, the people in your life that you do know. It's really important that you have people in there that know all of you who are going to give feedback, who aren't going to just tell you what you want to hear, but who are going to, they're on your team and they're going to give you feedback. (laughs) So for me, that would be my family. They're very good at giving me feedback. You know, my kids are very good at giving me feedback. I have friends who will be really honest with me. Those people are really, really important too. to be able to check in with them and, and have people who can say, Hey, Corinne, this is what I think is happening over here, right? I see what you're trying to do. And I want to make sure that you don't get on the wrong side of this, right? <laughs> That's an email in my inbox right now. So when you fill your brain with people, think about who they are and fill them and then let go of the squatters let go, a victim, give them the boot. Don't use the energy that you have engaging with that because it's not helping you and it's probably taking you down. So right now, in this moment, as soon as I sign off, which I'm about to, come up with that list. If you're on your phone, jot it in your notes or Evernote or send yourself an email. If you're in your home or in your office, write it down come up with the list. It doesn't take that long. Just start it and you can always add to it. And sometimes the starting, it's like, we always say, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And then we forget to because life gets busy. Starting it, it's that small hinge that moves that big door. Start with a couple things. If it means that you're, again, writing down people's names of people that, you know, characters, again, Yoda, there's nothing wrong with that. What would Yoda say? What would Yoda do? What would Spock say? Right? put it down. And then you start to cultivate that list. And then your brain has something to attach to. So evict the squatters in your brain. We want to let those people's opinions fall off of us instead of rent so much space. We want it to drop to the floor and we want to be really deliberate about what goes into our brain. And I always think of this quote, Mary Oliver, she's one of those people that's in my brain. I've never met her, but this quote has stuck in my brain forever is what are you going to do with this one precious life? So when my brain gets into this like chitter chatter and I've got squatters, I go to that. I say, okay, Corinne, what are you going to do with this one precious life? What do you want to spend your focus, your energy, your resources on? You know, what are you going to do? And then that helps me redirect. It helps me get grounded. All right, my friend, I'm smiling big for you evict the squatters, come up with your list of desirable tenants for your brain. Who are the people here supporting you? Who are the people that you want to hear their messages to help you get focused to move forward and be the leader of your life? Hey, if you enjoy listening to this podcast, you'll love my weekly emails. I know you're thinking, Corinne, really? Do I want another email in my overflowing inbox? Yes, you do. Yippee, skippy, you do. These are short. They're sweet. On Fridays, I send out the Friday podcast. It's a great reminder that there's a new show and it comes straight into your inbox of the latest episode. Awesome. You click on it, you go straight because we all need reminders. We have busy full lives. And then on Sundays, I have my Sunday love column. And these are emails I write from the heart. They're filled with love. We need more love. We all do, myself included. These are short emails where you get a quick takeaway 
so you can incorporate this into your life. Because people often want to know what to do and how to do it. And maybe sometimes it's a story that you get, or there's like one time I wrote about the 10 ways to practice gratitude. And that became such a great tool when one of the readers was struggling in the middle of the night, because it can be a scary place in our brains in the middle of the night. And she remembered the email that I sent about 10 ways to practice gratitude. And she was able to practice gratitude and fall back asleep. And that was an awesome lesson for her to incorporate into her life. Go to the show notes and there's a link in the show notes where you can sign up and get these emails in your box. I'm smiling big for you. On a lake, she is dreaming, she is drifting, never been so wild.